Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to Clue Done It, the podcast where we make wild guesses about fake TV crimes. Without any clues, context, or apparently accuracy. All right, let's find out. Who was right? Who was wrong? And who is dead? I think we have the pleasure this week of doing the newest show we have ever done. I agree. This is absolutely 100%. This is a brand new show. The show we are doing is called So Help Me Todd. It is a new uh, family drama on CBS, but yeah. like, I cannot wait to get to the bingo card for this one. Um, but oh. there's, o- there's literally only been, there's literally only been, the day we're recording this, there has only been two episodes aired. Mm-hmm. We watched the pilot last week and we're like, okay, well, we're done preparing because there's nothing else for us to watch. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the reviews on this have been catty. Oh, Did you read any of the reviews no, on this? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Reviewers are not pleased with this show. Oh. We like it, obviously. We're doing it on the pod. Yeah. Uh, but like one of the best line, I think, was from Variety. And they were just like, okay, the title is the best thing about this show. <gasps> I know. It, they They get catty. So I... I I have such a hard time with pilots. Pilots are hard. Pilots are notoriously hard because mm-hmm. you have so much world building and character building and tone building to do. Like the one of the things that the reviews mentioned about it, the reviewer didn't quite get the tone of it. They're like, it's kind of, it's supposed to be a drama, but it, they felt the tone was too comedic, but it was a drama and there was nothing funny in it. And I'm all like, no. No, it it was funny, and I do think they nailed the tone on it. They I do think they nailed this like light comedic tone on it, and where it's supposed to be funny, like this is not going to be a hey Kramer coming in the door crazy mm-hmm. joke for it. This is no. very much a this is very much a how are the family and like the fish out of water stories kind of bumping up against each other for yeah, this. So yeah. I don't know. I, clearly, we're doing it for the pod. We like it. Yeah, and I will say the bingo card on this yeah. is drama. Straight up drama. The end. They don't... I, well, at least IMDb right now. I mean, yeah. not, IMDb does not have a lot to go on because there's only been one episode. Right. Really. I mean, two now, but um, that hardly counts. Yeah. There's just nothing else for them to say. Sure. So it, so let's describe this a little bit yeah. for the listener so that they probably haven't seen it yet either. So yeah. this is... I would say that... So sure. This is an hour-long drama. I would say it's closer to dramedy. Um, Agreed. It, there's definitely it's it's not it's not full on psych, which is just that was meant to be comedic from yeah. the get go. So castle, yeah, I think castle would be kind of a good no. Castle had jokes. Castle definitely had jokes, but I think that's probably the best comp on this is castle. So this show, uh, there is a mother character, Margaret. She is a very tightly clenched. Um, she's very prim. She's very proper. She is very in control. She is also the a partner in a very fancy law firm in Portland. Mm -hmm. She has three children, uh, a gay son whom we haven't met yet, Mm -hmm. who is married to another man and they have a child. Then she has a daughter who is a doctor. Emergency emergency room doctor, also married to one. Also married to emergency room doctor. Their marriage is kind of on the outs. very attractive, but dumb as a post. Okay. Isn't he? I, I that don't remember show? that. I think that's a I think that's a different show. I mean, he's also a doctor. I don't think he's dumb as a post. Um, and then they have the youngest son, Todd. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Todd is still in his late twenties, um, if not early thirties. Todd has always wanted to be a private investigator ever since he read Harriet the Spy when he was a child. However, his private investigator license was revoked when he was found doing things that were a little shady and against the law. So he hasn't been able to 
uh, he hasn't been able to really earn a living and he's been kind of sponging off his family. So the mother, law firm lady, not very happy with him. He's trying to get back on his feet. And he does have kind of a psych vibe to him. He absolutely has. But he like, whereas psych is just trying to fool people, he is not trying to fool people. He like, he definitely like, he's definitely that kind of like kiddish, like princely energy is the only way I can kind of think. And I don't mean prince like the The artist. I mean like the youngest child syndrome. Yes. Like he's just the youngest child kind of like, hey, I'm just doing great things over here and I'm special and fun and flighty and kooky. Definitely a lot of kooky energy. Anyways, he ends up helping his mother solve a case and also solving why his mother's husband left her and disappeared. He left her to go be a farmer in Iceland. And so she ends up giving him a job as an investigator at her law firm. There you go. There's the engine of the show. Mother and son working together, odd couple, butting heads. Also at the law firm is his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. who is uh, seeing somebody else. So there's going to be a lot of like, will he, will they, won't they energy there. And his office mate, Lyle, who is a very fastidious black man who does not appreciate Todd at all. Yeah. So there you go. That's what it is. I think that the next thing to say about this is that it looks like, again, only one episode, the pilot, they may not do this, but they were very clear that there was definitely a two mystery arc in this. There was a personal mystery and there was a, like, this is the law firm legal mystery of the week. So yeah. I'm imagining that they are going to keep that parallel mysteries track running as they go on. Maybe they won't because it's going to be a lot of work. Maybe they'll, they'll let that go, but we'll see what happens in this episode. Yeah. The logline says, a talented PI agrees to work as the in-house investigator for his mother, who is reeling from the recent dissolution of her marriage. As you just said. Yes. And, and they, I, ha- they, I have to say that wherever you got that logline from, good job. Much better than the last logline we got from online. <laughs> yeah, that was IMDb. And good job, IMDb. AMD, IMDb also had kind of a more, a longer one. Of course they that, did. That might have been written by a contributor, but they call him Scruffy. And he is, they called him the black sheep of the well-heeled Wright family, with his, spelled with a W, mm-hmm. Wright he, they also call him laid back, quick thinking, excellent former private detective who fell <laughs> love, on hard times. Of course, times. this is a contributor because this is that's a lot of adjectives for after, one private investigator. Yeah, after his flexible interpretation of the law, gets his license revoked, and she has a penchant or how do you penchant? I just was, I would just say penchant, but, but I'm when from people the Midwest. Are being, when people are being really annoying, they say penchant. Penchant. I don't know, you know what? Uh, when people... <laughs> okay. Uh, she has a penchant. She has a penchant for excellence and strict adherence to the law. Complete at odds to his scrappy methods of getting through sticky situations. And he's also very tech savvy. And her, his mother finds herself impressed by him and proud of his crafty abilities and his charm and his tech savvy, as I said already. So, and he's also been living off of different people's couches. He's been couch surfing. Yeah. I just want to back up a second here. And I really got to say, like, keep it in your pants, IMDb contributors. Like, let's just, (laughs) (laughs) again, I know I used that joke last episode too, but come on, come on. This, like, leave, leave the long-windedness to me. Thank you very much. I'll bloviate. You keep things short and sweet online. That's what <laughs> we're just coming to. We're just coming to this for information. There we yeah. go. Thank you. Thank you. But Scrappy, yeah. I'll totally take Scrappy. Yeah. So by the way, we are watching this on CBS. Yes, we are. Which is pretty key information about this show. Oh. Yes, because the producers oh. 
Um, oh. Originally, oh. I was just oh, looking sorry, I'm at IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at IMDb, and I was looking at the showrunner and the creator, and I did not key in to a very key personnel personnel key person whatever. Sure. I did not key into a key person. It's a lot of keys among the producers. And I will read you a sentence that I came across when I went into the interwebs. <laughs> okay. So creator Scott Prendergast is an actor and a writer. He was in Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, which we have discussed in mm-hmm. past episodes. Mm-hmm. He wrote two episodes of Wilfred, which like Hollywood Reporter and everybody seems to like really key into. He wrote on Wilfred, which I was like, that was the fucking weirdest show. I cannot believe it had four seasons. It was I with have Elijah no idea what Wood. It even is. Elijah Wood plays a businessman who is the only who is melancholy and surprised that the he is the only person that recognizes his neighbor's dog as a fully human being as a full human being person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, like, weirdest fucking show ever. Sorry for my language. Scott Prendergast wrote on two episodes of that. He also did Happy Endings. He was on Silicon Valley for a bunch of episodes. He played a character named Scott. He did a movie called Kablooey. He's a Groundlings actor. He went to Columbia. All of his uh, tracks. And the other producer, I mean, there are many producers. Right. But the yeah. exo- other executive producer is Dr. Phil. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Doc- okay, so Dr. Phil is clearly just the money here. The pilot order came as CBS's Bull, which is executive produced also by Dr. Phil and based on his experiences, is coming to its end final sixth season and previously Pendergast teamed up with Dr. Phil on Melanie which was in development at CBS during the 2018-19 cycle but didn't go to pilot Dr. Phil's oldest son Jay is also a producer on the show he Jay was also a producer on the doctors also on bull and daily mail tv which did very well um as well or at least has good marketing for it. But yeah, I was, I totally missed that because <laughs> Dr. Phil's last name is McGraw. And I guess I just completely looked past that. I was like, Dr. Phil is in on this show. How interesting. <laughs> what kind of tough love would he give to the son? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh can you gosh, imagine the lawyer right. and the son on the other? You need to really, this is not a dress rehearsal anymore. You need to step up. What do you look at what you're doing to your mother? Yes, and your sister. And your it's sister. It's not right for you to be living on her couch anymore. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I suddenly exactly. moved right from Dr. Phil to the coach from uh, <laughs> to the coach from uh, oh, Letter, Letter Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. embarrassing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Let's get Dr. <gasps> Phil on Letter Kenny as the coach, oh. or for that matter, let's put the coach in the the coach from Letter Kenny into Dr. Phil and see if anybody sees a difference in that whatsoever. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So this show aired October 6th. The pilot premiered September 29th. There are 13 episodes ordered. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So what's the name of the episode that we are watching? Well, this is funny. I was totally confused. I thought we were watching. I was like, I know we're watching the second episode, but this quote unquote second episode listed on IMDb is mm-hmm. called co-pilot. Yeah. So I think that's just another pilot because you know how sometimes TV shows remake their pilot and so then you have this weird mixture on IMDb of right. two pilots when it's really only meant to be one. But no, 
This episode is literally called Copilot. Okay. Todd is my copilot. Yeah, and it, it exactly. So Margaret and Todd work two seemingly unrelated cases only to discover Aha! We will be doing the two cases. <laughs> only to discover a key piece of information in the details of Todd's humorously boring civil case that could help Margaret's high profile client. Okay. I okay, I will I will say that this whole like two cases somehow interweaving or somehow being connected to each other. That's hard. Like, that ain't easy. So if they can keep that up, like, good job them. Yeah, I I would agree. But, you know, um, the showrunner of this show is, she's no, she's very experienced. And I would say she is very experienced with what you're talking about. Her name is Elizabeth, sorry, her name is Elizabeth Claviter. And she started out working for Shonda Rhimes and uh-huh. then went with her to Grey's Anatomy and was started as a researcher, became a writer, producer, executive producer. She then went on from there to private practice, which was the spinoff. Right. Then she went on to The Resident. <laughs> then she went on to Claire Reese. So oh, th- okay. that show that we watched. Very and nice. now this. So, oh, do we think they'll be, we'll have buzzing flies in this episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> if there's a buzzing fly, I get two points. Okay, okay. <laughs> they'll probably have some very interesting sound design. But yeah. I, I think that this is just, she's very experienced with that. I mean, knowing Grey's Anatomy and how yeah. they have all those storylines that are true. interweaving with each other, she's probably, this is probably second nature to her. But you bring up a very good point. That is hard. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how well they do it, and we'll come back with some guesses to see if we can get ahead of them, which, according to my record so far this season, is a great big fat no. But we'll see. Hope springs eternal. Yeah, suck it, Hollywood Reporter. (laughs) That's what I'm saying in advance, and I might take it back later. (laughs) All right. We're going to go watch it, and then we'll come back with some guesses that we won't take back. Okay. I do think that this show is doing itself a disservice by not calling itself a comedy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could just be IMDb. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe. But the sound design is one hundo. This is a comedy. The sound design is absolutely one hundred percent. This is a comedy. The whole set piece they had, where they put him into a closet, where like they weren't he. He didn't get an office. He didn't get a cubicle. He got a closet with file cabinets, and he didn't even get a chair. He got one of those like yeah. little step stools that are on wheels that kind of yes. move around. And so him having to like wheel around Which, as people came in and got files out of the cabinet. I mean, this was a good like thirty second comedic set piece. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. we can also complain about them using Harry Nilsson in their yes. warm up. Yes. Oh here. my gosh. Okay. So I always thought it was weird. In Russian Doll. I loved it. I loved that they had this song. She did. Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta get home before the morning comes. You're not going to hear me sing that. I, I'm not going to subject you to that, but know that I'm singing along <laughs> what in my I'm head. Late, gotta yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Gotta run, run. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Okay. Don't sue us. So, yeah. So that song, I always thought it was weird but cool, and as they kept using it in every single episode, because right. it was the running thing, that's how you knew that she was... She was back, back, at, the, in, back at the apartment, back, in, at, back, the, in the back time. at the beginning of time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, it, but it became more and more, like, avant-garde and, like, super, you know, super realism, super... What's the word for something that's, like, surreal? surreal. It became more yes. and more surreal. Now, this song is being used as... 
our lead man is going to work the on, the bus, on the bus. Yes, and he's got his all it's of over his the, work it's over supplies. the titles and credits. Yeah, he has no umbrella in Portland for some reason. Right. But on the and, bus, of course, he makes sure to stop somebody from stealing a wallet from somebody's purse because that's how you know he's a good guy. Got to make sure you show people that he's a good yeah. guy in the first thirty seconds. And they're playing this song over the whole thing because mm-hmm. he's getting to work. And, and it's paired with late. It, and it's paired with his mother Margaret going into work and being all like being on time, knowing what she's doing, having like her computer laid out in front feeling of her, putting very on her makeup, good feeling very good about powerful. her day. Like she is ready and set to go. And this is she's very excited because she's about to have this great. She's about to have the mayor come and visit. So yeah, so that that's the bed of all of this. Like, so the opposites, hmm. mother and son. And, you know, he's getting drenched. All of his box of office supplies that he's bringing in for himself to decorate his desk that he's not going to get is getting soaking wet. He himself is like a wet dog. He has no hat with his raincoat, apparently. Which, let's face it, if you're in Portland and you're a man over 25 and you don't have a hat, come on. What are you even doing in yeah, Portland? Yeah, I know Jacob does not like to wear a hat. Even in Cleveland in the snow, he does not <laughs> like to wear a hat. But I'm, I'm talking hipster points here. I'm just talking yes. hipster points. Like this, you, yes. you need at least a hipster you hat need if you're going to be in Portland. Hat. This is a straight CBS broadcast show. This is not a show that's trying to play around with anything. Yeah. Like this is a show, like again, like reviews being catty. The reviews were just like, look, this is a show that is meant to be half watched at best. Like it's just something on while people like do their well, laundry or something like that. So, so much of murder mystery procedurals right. is half watching. <laughs> like Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this this is worrying to me. If murder mystery procedurals are all about people half watching it, we are full on watching this. We are full on watching this. We are giving this Really deep attention. I mean, we just spent 20 minutes, which you may or may not have heard, talking about the size of a step stool. We are giving this all sorts of attention, and I still can't guess who the murderer is. There is so like I am not I am not like I'm not throwing the game here, dear listeners. I am actively trying to come up with the solution to this problem. So like half list, half watching, half listening, and I still can't come up with the murderer mystery on this. I am not feeling good about myself. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying that I was preventing you from making your guess. Oh no, no, not at all. This is I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna guess at this point. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like we are giving this show. No, an, I'm stalling because I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I think the stool did it. <laughs> the stool did it. <laughs> By the way, there is no murder. There's there a, is no this murder. This is a mystery show. This is yes. It's gonna be so the two Prime mysteries. Mystery. This is the two mysteries for this one are one the mayor Margaret has made a relationship with the mayor's wife and gotten the mayor to be a client of the firm. The mayor is now embroiled in a sex scandal. Big headlines in the newspaper, like, which, let's be honest, CBS, like, your audience reads a newspaper, but who else actually reads a newspaper and has newspapers sitting around where they look at headlines anymore? You made a guess right there while we were watching. Oh, yeah, I made a guess right there when we were watching. I was like, she did it. The campaign manager did it. Yeah. Um, Because otherwise, why is she even there? Like, they they did not just bring her in to give this ev- to give this exposition yeah, that there's an what? election in four weeks. I think you're right weeks. too because maybe the campaign manager thought this guy and his wife are too boring. I need to spice it up. People of oh, Portland need some spice before they can vote about things, and so I'm gonna zhuzh up this sex scandal that's gonna be nothing. Okay. And I'm gonna give this woman some personal effects, and then. As soon as we get through blah, 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 it's going to be fine and we'll get through the election. Yeah. 
So don't get me wrong, I like that. I like that a lot. I would put a little twist on it that maybe the assistant was wooing the woman. Theoretically, she was wooing the woman on behalf of the mayor, but she was wooing the woman. The the You mean the campaign manager? The campaign manager was wooing the the adulteress or oh. wooing this woman for her own gain because maybe the campaign manager was hot for the lady and so she was using like the mayor's name and stringing the woman along to do things because she wanted this woman. Oh. That might be a thing as well. Okay. But, yeah, sure. So that's one That's one of the mysteries. The other mystery, so there's this huge sex scandal and when Todd hears about it, Todd is super duper excited because he's like, this is great. This is my first case. It's a juicy sex scandal. And Margaret is like, no, 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 no. She doesn't want Todd anywhere around this case. So she puts Todd on this case about water damage. A water main broke. This woman is suing the suing the city for damage for damages. He has to go and learn everything about the case watching this woman at trial. And he's like, grr, not happy, but he goes and does it. And for like the first, you see, we watched the first 30 seconds of the trial where this woman is an older woman in her 80s, it looks like. She has more than 117 dolls and she's going very slowly through all of them being like, this doll was made in the 1800s and is made of porcelain. And she's giving the most boring description of it ever. And she's like, do you see this little brown spot on the bottom of the skirt way down here? That's water damage. That means this doll is no longer worth $250. This doll is worth nothing. Hold on. That that woman says, this doll is no longer worth $250. Like, she played <laughs> it so well, where you thought she was going to say $250,000. <laughs> yes. Instead, yes. $250. Dollars, right. <laughs> end dot <laughs> it is now worth garbage <laughs> she was so and she this actress like the way she said it was so emphatic and wonderful but her face and her body was just kind of blank not a whole lot going on yeah. there i felt like on the screen but the way she said it was so wonderful and then they you're right that you were going to say they turned to her lawyer who is literally an imdb i think called the put upon lawyer <laughs> Stands up and what does he say? He says, this is number nine of 115. He's just, he's just like, oh my God, this is going to be so long and so boring. Strap in, people. Yes. And Todd is in the back, like, he's his about to explode. Yeah, he's about to explode. He's about to explode. He leaves and goes to the bathroom to like throw some water on his face. And that is where we stopped. Yes. Yeah. So we have to figure out what is actually going on with this sex scandal mm -hmm. and what is with this water main break? Because there's some sort of connection, according yeah. to IMDb. Yeah. And so going on, I don't know what the connection is, but I'm thinking back to the mayor and the sex scandal with the mayor. And the mayor really does seem completely perplexed by this. He's like, I've never seen this woman before. I've never met this woman before. How is this even happening? The wife is really broken up. 
Like the wife is really upset about this and she starts crying in the middle of this meeting and yeah. leaning on Margaret's shoulder, which totally upsets Margaret's boss because Margaret's boss wants this case and wants to t- wants to like poach yeah. this from her. Which I love that guy. He is on so many shows and he was, I remember loving him on iZombie. He was, he on was the zombie. chief until he Just became a zombie. Major shout out to iZombie. Oh we, yeah. Every time we get, we will send some love to that show. I love that actor. His name is Hiro Kanan. He is so great. He is on iZombie and Star Trek Discovery. He's so great. Just so fantastic. He's also on Altered Carbon. I totally forgot about that. Oh, I did too. Yeah. And he's also in Man in the High Castle. He's so great in that too. I completely forgot about him in Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Okay. But I was was tripped up a little bit here thinking about the mayor's wife who in the middle of that scene starts crying out of nowhere. And you think it's just because she's just like, oh, she's upset, she's upset. Which may be, so now I'm thinking again to my thing of sex scandal, maybe it was the mayor's wife. The mayor's wife was with this woman. Yeah. And there's a sex scandal going on. That's how she got the, the, the lady got the things of the mayor's. Yeah, maybe. The mayor's personal effects. And there may, there might, I don't know if there's going to be an actual contract, but I think that's, Things. So I'm I'm gonna say it's not the uh, I'm gonna say it's not the campaign manager. I'm gonna say okay. it's the wife. I'm going with the wife. Okay. Okay. The wife. Well, I'm gonna stick with You're gonna the, campaign with the campaign manager. manager. So now we just have to figure out how they connect and what this water main damage doll thing like. How what clue this is gonna come in? Uh, and they love they love their crazy clues and connections in this show, or at least they do in one episode. Yeah. Like the thing that tripped last episode was. He went to go track a package that was delivered. He went to go track a package that was delivered to a magician shop. Like, it meant nothing. It was just this little, like, it was the next step. It could have been delivered. It could have been delivered to any shop. It could have been delivered to a shoe shop. It could have been delivered to a barber Mm. shop. They decided that for whatever reason, it was just more fun to make it a magician's shop. And then because of the magician shop, he ended up in a parking garage. Like, all sorts of these wild flights of fancy, which they just did a lot of fun stuff with. So... Trying to figure out, like, what weird, fun thing. Like, I'm wondering, is he going to have to interact with the sewer company? Or is he going to have to, inter- like, is what kind of weird, like, is he going to have to interact with somebody at in Portland who makes doll dresses? Oh, my goodness. Right? Like, that's got to be a thing in Portland. Or some kind of, like, historical society. Oh. So, yeah. So, I'm wondering if there is some kind of clue in clothing like i'm what yeah i'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of clue in clothing so i bet he has to go to a boutique dressmaker who makes who like they're a legit dressmaker and they make dresses or clothes or like even period clothes for larpers period clothes for larpers and also dolls who are of the period. And this is something that gets into the clothing, which is somehow linked back to the mayor's wife. So I think that something in the clothing links back to the mayor's wife, which breaks it all open. That's what I'm going to go with right there. Okay. And I'm going to be willfully obtuse. You do mean period clothes, like from an era, not uh, for a lady's time of yes, the month, Yes, not right? for a lady's time of the month. That I a meant doll period. might yes, wear. Yes, I, I meant like in the 1800s period clothing. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, eight, what they wore in the 1800s during their periods is very different than what we <sighs> I don't wear. mean, I don't, I just mean, <laughs> nor, like, I just mean outer clothes that somebody would wear from the 1800s or okay. another time period. Okay, okay. 
Oh, by the way, the attorney is labeled in IMDb as Meek Attorney. <laughs> that is his name. Not Meek put upon, not but put might upon. as well have <laughs> been put upon. Meek, put upon, long-suffering, all same, same. Yeah, played by Raymond Wei-Ming Ho. So good job, Raymond. Good job, Raymond. We love you. <laughs> Add that to your reel. Yeah, hilarious. Okay, so you're guessing something to do with historical clothing for Correct. dolls. Correct. So historical clothing for dolls, which are made by maybe actual... And then like, maybe the mayor's wife out. was somehow involved in this and gave those personal effects to Yes, I'm saying Yes, I'm saying it was an affair between the mayor's wife and the scandalous lady. And I'm saying that the dolls lead to this because the dolls, the people who make clothes for the dolls also make clothes for regular people, including the mayor's wife or the oh. sexy lady. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Hmm. All right. Okay. Look, the best thing you could do for yourself right now, Jessica, is to think about what I've said and then go 180 degrees opposite. Yeah. That is the best thing yeah, for you to do right now. That's what I'm like, trying I, to I com- do. I completely, like, I completely brought up the whole sewage thing. And I was like, nah, I won't have anything to do with the sewage company. They wouldn't put him in a sewer. So maybe take the sewer <laughs> or go completely different. Like maybe put in like an ice cream company. Cause why not? I am going to say that maybe they visit a safe company. Oh, because okay. Because some of the dolls could have been put in a safe. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that might have spared something for this woman. And so he goes to a safe company and it's one of those safes that's built into a home. And so that's the thing. The mayor maybe used to live in a house and there was a safe built into the wall. Mm-hmm. And maybe he forgot about it. Oh. But then left and moved from that house. And the and next the person And ne- the next person it. is this sex scandal lady. And she has personal effects, which are in his... In this... That were in this, in this safe. home safe that was built into the wall and... That they, they just forgot. They forgot and couldn't get yeah, it Yeah, like out. maybe they moved out, to, they moved into the mayor's mansion and they left this in their old previous home. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there was some sort of breach of contract having to do with that house Oh, well. uh-huh, uh-huh. It mm-hmm. broke the lease unlawfully. Yeah. I'm going to say that. That's okay. That's going to be my guess. So Dolph, Dolph, the, so a safe for dolls and a safe for the mayor, which is where she got the personal effects. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little traitorous not doing something more with the dolls as mm-hmm. I am the granddaughter kind of of a sort of doll collector. My No, you are definitely the granddaughter of her. I am definitely <laughs> a granddaughter of somebody who has collected some dolls. I That's wouldn't just... say that she is like the doll collector of all doll collectors. That's, I have seen those people, but yeah. she, she, she my grandfather did some collecting. She did some collecting of other things as well as dolls. And I feel like I would like to throw in there that even though there are these fancy porcelain dolls, which mm-hmm. people have collected over the years and, you know, have like whole rooms and garages mm-hmm. just for display of their weird dolls that blink. There are also, I didn't realize this, but there are wax dolls. And yeah, and they, yeah, they're dolls made of wax and they're worth a thousand (laughs) dollars, but they, you have to keep them really safe because obviously they can melt in heat. And so, which 
horrifying. I was trying, yeah, it, totally horrifying. I was trying to think if there's some way to work that into this episode, but I think they're just going to go, f- I'm, I think they're, I think the doll thing is just this scene and somehow it'll spin off into something else. Like you said, from the last episode yeah. where they end up in a magician's thing. I, so I would love for us to pursue the doll thing, but I think they're going in a different direction. You realize, of course, this means that there is going to be a scene with wax dolls just melting down. So I'm like weird comedy horror, horror moment in this yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and even if there isn't i'm gonna wait. be dreaming of that tonight <laughs> so uh, sorry all right well as i try to get that image out of my brain we're gonna watch the rest of this episode <laughs> we'll see you soon So Jessica, Jessica, (laughs) tell our audience why you are humming the theme song. Once again, we are making theme song noises with our mouths. But tell us why, tell our audience why you are making the theme song noise to Game of Thrones. Because... Let, we stopped at 11 minutes and something seconds. Right, yeah. We that was to, the time code. And so, we've, again, we've only seen this show once. We, yes. They had all the credits right up front. Yes. So many shows yes. don't even do ti- like, title sequences anymore. Through, we thought were the credits. And I thought, I turned to Jacob and I said... This is a mystery, right? We're we not. Better stop. We better stop. There's, this is not a murder show. It's just a mystery show. This is all we're going to get in this. And then... So we came back. Yes, we And we started watching again. He's washing his face and trying to wake up, up. keep energy up as he's going back for the 117 dolls. And all of a sudden, this lady walks by. Floozy, this floozy. Floozy. I mean, she is. She's wearing a leopard print jacket jacket. and a miniskirt. Yeah, yeah. And super short and these like booty heels and she's got... Hair with like, which she's got like 80s music video hair, hair, yeah, with roots, which I have lots of roots, but come on, anyway. And and it's like earrings, yeah, yeah. it's crimpy, and she's got these crazy earrings, which okay, whatever. Costumer is saying floozy, yes, and she's like, You did not tell me this, that I'd have to go to court, that I'd have to go to court. I was just supposed to give me the $20,000. I was only doing this for the $20,000. I didn't yeah. know that I'd have to go down to court. This is not this is not what we agreed to. This is and we're like, "Oh my god, well I'm glad we stopped here because that's more information." So clearly all of our theories are right out the window. There's no romance in here at all. Yeah. She's just doing this for the money. And we're like, "Okay, well that's blown." And she's talking to somebody. So right. somebody is obviously putting her up to this. And so Todd looks up from the water fountain and goes, "Lexi?" And then he follows her down the hall and we're like, okay, note taking, note taking, note taking. She goes into the courtroom to speak to the judge. Marcy Gay Harden, Margaret, turns around and sees Todd and she's like, what are you doing? You're mouthing at him. Yeah, like, get, get out, out, get out, get out, get out. So like, he gets I out. Am, I'm doing my job. And then the next scene, you see him talking to his sister at like her, her dinner break at, right, the at the ER hospital. at the hospital saying like how he's so resentful of his mother for making him take this dumb case. And right, he should be detecting on this real case. Yeah. And then she gives him some words of advice, which were very practical. But of course, he misinterprets them as something else grander that he needs to like be a real detective in his hours and go after Lexi. And she's like, that is not what I'm saying. That but is he, not what I said. But he won't hear it. 
So he makes a ruse. He gets a pizza box. He gets into the apartment to go like Lexi's stake out Lexi's building. apartment building. Gets inside, goes to Lexi's door, knocks on the door, and it just mysteriously opens. It hasn't been shut. So he goes in the apartment. There's broke. He steps on some broken glass. Somebody has broken in. And then he turns the corner and sees Lexi lying there on the ground. We're not sure if she's dead, to be fair. But True. she's been, she's, she's but prone. But it seems she's, murdered. She, it seems murdered. She's either dead or knocked unconscious. He like gasps and like steps back. And this is, this is, I love that, like, again, like we just talked about how they do weird little things in this show. Like the weird little thing at this moment is that he runs into a, a, wall rack instead of spice jars there's a wall rack of snow globes so all these snow globes fall to the ground and roll around and some of them even break i think but like there's your there's your little quirky portland moment she collects snow globes yeah and then up comes the title card up comes the title card black screen typed text serif font yeah Yeah. so So, help me todd so help me todd so 15 minutes and 16 seconds into the show. And I don't need to rem- I don't need to remind you loyal listeners. I don't even need to contact the podcast adjudication board. The rules plainly state it's a body or a title card. That's how long we get to watch. So, we get a title card, we got more information, we get to make some different guesses now. Hmm. I'm sticking with my campaign manager did it. You are? You're sticking. Set her up. Okay. Um, and no then- love, but definitely set her up. Yeah. You're going to stick with your story, I'm going to stick with her. I think she uh, was paid by the campaign manager. Did the campaign manager come and knock her down? To keep her from, like, spilling the beans? Yeah. Okay. I am going to rope in the wife. Oh. And working in concert with the campaign manager. That the the, the wife got upset about something and then went uh, to Lexi's house and was like, how can you be doing this? We've only got four weeks and blah, blah, blah. And then pushed her and she fell over the glass, maybe hit her head on the glass side table Mm -hmm. or whatever and and bumped her head. And she's not dead, Mm -hmm. but she is... She was kind of knocked a little unconscious. Well, if she's not dead, then I think she must be dead because if she's not dead... Then all they have to all they have to do is wait for her to wake up and say, "This is the person who attacked me." Oh, you're right. Okay, well she's dead. Knocked. A, oh, she fell over on the glass thing, hit her head, it poked it all the way through, and then she died. Okay, so on the glass. so she so it's those glass those square glass coffee tables. What the hell, people? Stop it with the glass stop coffee it. tables. I mean, it's a it's a crime against it's a crime against design, and it's a crime against yeah. it's just a murder weapon waiting to yes, happen. So enough, enough with that. Yeah. Everybody's furniture should just be made of soft foam. Well, okay, sure. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, it's it, that's clearly the only way out of here. If this, if we can, I, I think wood is fine. Wood, just not I mean, you can still knock your head. Wood. Just not poke. Just not pokey wood. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a pokey bowl, not a pokey mon, and not a pokey wood. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm so disturbed. <laughs> of like of a side table made of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what there is always the thing. What happens when Pokemon lose and uh, get too old to fight? You know, <gasps> stuff them, taxidermy <gasps> some Pokemon, and there you go. You've got a nice little like table there. <laughs> oh my god. All right, all right. I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. Do I want to change any of my things? Well, clearly the motive I think is different now. Like I'm not. There's. I don't think that there's actually like a a love, an actual true love tryst happening here. 
I bet. I am going to, I'm going to change my I'm going to change my line of reasoning here a little bit. I am going to say I'm going to stick with the wife. I'm going to stick with the wife. I think that the wife is having an affair with I am going to go with the water main contractor. <gasps> I think the Whoa. wife is having an affair with the water main contractor, wants to protect him, and the mayor was trying to change the contract. Um, so the water main person wanted to like come up, gin up some things to get to get to discredit the mayor and get the mayor out of office so that they can continue to have this contract. And I think the wife is in cahoots. I think there's a wife in cahoots here. But ultimately, I think the prime mover behind this is the water main guy. That's what I think. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, right. so I'm changing things a little bit here. All right. Well, I am I'm you know what? I'm fully sticking with my whole thing. Great. I I do think that the campaign manager was going to pay the pay Lexi in order to make some scandal for the campaign. I don't think the wife was aware of it. Mm-hmm. And so the wife went to confront Lexi and tell her to right. stop doing this, you know, because they have a loving family and this was really unfair for her to be doing this and that the thing that we're going to be revealed is the thing that's going to be revealed has something to do with not Lexi. It's going to be still coming down the road, just like you're saying something else. You're going to say it's a water main thing. I'm saying it's something to do with a safe deposit box. Right. You said, okay, great. There you go. Well, we had to get that in because I'm sorry. I need all the extra help I can get. We'll find out what happens. Woo! We're back, and I want to say one thing. I just want to start out by saying. I really like how sparkly this show is. This show knows that it is a new show and it has to impress and it is doing all it can. It's like, it's like that it is this, this show is an A student. It's showing up to school, having done the extra credit, like has all of their school supplies laid out perfectly in their bag and they're just trying super duper hard. This show is sparkly. It is trying so hard to impress you and I love it. And it's doing a good job. I think it is too. I think it is a a great descendant of Monk and Psych. Absolutely, Monk. And I don't understand why. I mean, again, I just think IMDb has not caught up and they're calling it a drama because maybe that's how they thought they were, what they thought they were going to do going mm-hmm. into it. But I mean, the sound design is telling us this is a comedy. The, so- well, the this, entire way through. The sound design is telling you it's a comedy. The like situations are telling you it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. The fact that like they like they make repeated references, they make a joke and a callback to bird poop facials. Yes. Like, come on. Like this is a comedy. <laughs> this is just these are people who are having a lot of fun. They make Marsha Gay Harden steal a car in a bathrobe. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is a show that like it is it is it is pushing everything as extreme and as far as they possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. And and doing so many things just wonderful, wonderfully and beautifully. Like, I love her glasses. 
which by the way, are for real because <laughs> her eyes are magnified like a hundred times when she looks at the camera for her, like, you know, close up, uh, you know, or mid, sure. mid shot. What's that called when it's like chest up? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever sure. that tight, shot is. Tight, tight shot, shot. mid shot, I don't know. Her eyes are so big. <laughs> but I was like, good for you wearing your real glasses. <laughs> yeah, her, she's... And she's dressed beautifully. I mean, every single outfit, the jackets, the the beautiful shirt, blouses mm-hmm, with the, mm-hmm. the, and then the jewelry just so laying. And then her nails and those amazing, gigantic handbags that she has. <laughs> I have to are, admit, I did not notice the handbags. Oh my gosh. I forgot to look at the brand because I was like, yeah, whatever, fancy, fancy. But it, it was something like high end. Yeah. And... And her hair is so perfect. And then she just has this, I just love also how, like, I totally believe her as a lawyer, but still she has this sort of soft, whispery voice. She really does. Yes. It gets the job done. You know, it's not in the way that, it's not how she says it. It's what she says. And she she comes correct. Like yeah. she like she knows like they have made this character. It is very clear that this character is hundred percent very good at her job. Like that's one of the themes, like the partner. So she's turns out she's not a partner. She's a senior lawyer, yeah. but she's not a partner at this firm. She wants to be a partner at this firm. The partner swoops in to take the mayor's case, but, but she schools him throughout the episode about what's actually needs to happen and what's going on and by the end it's very clear i mean she has a whole confrontation with him that this is going to be her client so yeah yeah. and uh, yeah in a fantastic blouse Uh, (laughs) but in in both of her children help her yes get her daughter she goes to see her daughter at the hospital and it's just which is a nice little echo of the scene where todd goes to see his sister her daughter and and like they react the same way again comedy (laughs) this is definitely comedy yeah 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 the daughter gives good i love that i wrote that down that i love that the daughter gives good advice to both of them and they both Hear it and then interpret it completely. And she gives, but she gives the same advice. Oh, it's the same it's advice. The, it's, she thinks about it and she gives the exact same advice. <laughs> and then, yes, she gives the exact same advice because Mar- Margaret reacts the same way that Todd does and totally hears what she wants to hear and hears that she needs to be true to herself and do what she wants to do. Yeah. So. And she just, you reuse, she's like, I'm just going to say this advice in a very meaningful yeah. tone and they'll hear whatever this Exactly. Is yes. Again, <laughs> comedy. Because I know my family. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Another one of the reasons I like this sparkly, sparkly show is because I'll say I was half right. No half points, so I don't get any points, but I am going to feel a little bit better about what I'm doing here on the show that like someone's not going to take my spot because I was half right in that I said it was the wife. Yes, you did. And the wife was being blackmailed. You oh did. no, uh, no, I didn't Wait, say the wife was you? being blackmailed. I was I said that the person that the wife was sleeping with was blackmailing her or blackmailing when did they get the husband out because whatever. But there was blackmail involved and it was the wife with somebody. So, the wife was being blackmailed, but it wasn't by the water company. Like that case was dropped as soon as it we had one scene with that case and then that was it. But Somebody was blackmailing her because it turns out that the mayor was not the not the father of her child. And I feel like that could have been statutory rape. Because yes, because the person who was father of the child 
they made it very clear that this was non-consensual. Yeah, he was a teacher. Yeah. And she was a student? No, she was another teacher. She was? She was another oh, teacher, yeah. okay, I thought she was yeah, a teacher. Yeah, she was another teacher. She was... So part of how this gets figured out is that Todd lays a trap for the person. They figure out that somebody's blackmailing the wife. He lays a trap. He finds out who it is. He tussles with Lyle to try and figure out who that is, but he can't. So he ends up, again, this is the sparkly bit about this show. Like, because he can't, because there's this little tussle with Lyle and he can't get information to these databases and Lyle won't give it to him, he has to, like, rely on his, rely on other things. So he goes to the, he recognizes a mascot of bumper sticker on this, on this Vespa scooter that he saw. Well, actually, Lyle lets slip. Yeah. And so he... He actually does give him kind of a clue. He does give him kind of a clue, unintentionally, but he does give him kind of a clue. But he, but my point is that he ends up going to a school and looking through yearbooks. Yes. Like, this is what I mean. Like, if there is a way that this show can make a scene more interesting, more vibrant, more poppy, like, they are taking, every, like, they are every scene. Are we setting this in the most interesting place possible? Yes. For, for any reason other than just, we need to make this more interesting. Great. Send him to a school. Have him look at yearbooks. Send him to an old, like, where he sets the trap is at an old ice rink. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. W- every little thing is trying to be as, like, just as, as sparkly as possible. Yeah, yeah. The spa where... The spa, uh, yes. Margaret the, meets up with the wife of the mayor. Because Margaret realizes. So every the suspicion comes pretty quickly on Elaine. And so, and then she runs off and disappears and nobody knows where she is. But uh, Margaret is like, oh, because Margaret, again, was friends with Elaine. Margaret knows where Elaine would go when find tracks her down at the spa. So, yes. So both, like, Todd is doing his detective work to find her at the spa. Margaret's doing her detective work to find her at the spa. They both meet at the spa. And that is when Todd, uh, <laughs> Todd and, and Margaret in a robe steal a car. Yeah, yeah. Another side note on this. Yes, please. Is... I think it's really funny, the setting of the dinner room where the <laughs> I'm telling you people, <laughs> we, we, we talk about what's really important. Well, it, so the dinner room where the ER doctor daughter of Margaret mm-hmm. is sitting and where Margaret goes to visit, it's always lit in this very Oh, you're talking nighttime. about a different dinner. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, the, so the, you're talking about her office at, at the, the hospital. At the hospital. Okay. Yeah, it's always lit like it's dinner, it's yes. late. It's, it's very- late at night and the blinds are all pulled and there's just, you know. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if all of this time we have been watching Grey's Anatomy and those break rooms where you're supposed to take a nap are not as well lit as they always are on Grey's Anatomy. And they're also, they're actually very dark because doctors can take naps in there and mm-hmm. eat and mm-hmm. stuff. And so... So this is finally all of this truth is coming to being in this show because because Elizabeth, the showrunner, has been, you know, she was the researcher on Grey's Anatomy. And so all these years she's had to sit with the fact that on Grey's Anatomy they and, and on private practice, they had these br- bright, you know, dinner, oh, dinner rooms and break rooms for the doctors. And she's like, that is not actually how hospital break rooms look. Like. I mean, we'd have to ask Sherry or an ER nurse yeah. that we know. But, you know, maybe that is not actually how 
break rooms look at hospitals because they have to be dark because people work like 36 hours in a row or 48 hours in a row. And so, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Are you telling me this is actual truth here? Yeah. Oh, oh. So (laughs) we're hearing two things here, (laughs) both of which are equally plausible, I'm sure. (laughs) One, we are hearing that Grey's Anatomy might bend the truth a little bit about how a hospital works. Right. I think that's what you're suggesting here is that maybe Grey's Anatomy. The lighting in these break rooms is not as bright or as dark, you know, like all lights out. So Grey's Anatomy should not be taken as gospel truth. Noted. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm waiting for the letter from the lawyers at Grey's Anatomy to for mm-hmm. us to contest mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. But B, what you're then also supposing is that this is gospel truth. Like that the, the, is the, shady and dark. Okay, so in those break rooms. So dark. So help. So so help me, Todd. Is gospel truth on how hospitals work? That's what I'm hospital hearing from you. Break rooms. Hospital break hospital rooms. Hospital doctor break hospital, rooms. Hospital hospital doctor break rooms. This is what they're speaking gospel truth on. If we know one thing from so help me Todd, hospital break rooms. Okay. Is that yeah? They have small little desks where you can sit across from somebody eating lunch. I don't know why they're the tiny little desks. I don't know. I don't know it either. It looks like a, a. It actually looks like a police intake. It does. Center. It absolutely looks like uh, a like a, a set like you're going to be that. interrogating somebody over the desk here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So yes. So come at us. So help me, Todd. That is the God God gospel truth. So help me, Todd. That is a gospel truth about hospital break rooms. Great. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. 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 Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. And uh, also back to the. Uh, Real topic at hand. There were no safe crackers. There were no. There were no. There were no safe. Didn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. It really had nothing to do with the mayor. It was all to do with the mayor's wife and And her illicit child. And they like they made so shortly after the title sequence, they made a pitch that maybe that the campaign manager was to blame. Oh, that's right. I was totally wrong about yeah. that. That had nothing to do right. with Right, but, but it was hilarious because like literally it was like two scenes later and I turned to Jessica and I was like, well, you're out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's suspicious way too soon. But they, but like that was it. Like that was less than a third of the way through the show and then you never saw or heard from that campaign campaign manager again. Yeah, no. She had <laughs> she two was, scenes. She was just that's gone. That's it. And the, and really we never saw the doll courtroom no. ever again. The doll Court, I really thought that the doll courtroom would have something, something more important to do. Like we never learned anything more about the case, except at the end where he like did a summary. Like it really was, they really did ratchet it down, I guess is what I'm saying. Like whereas yeah. in the first episode, it was really very much, he's trying to solve one case, he's trying to solve another case, and they kind of all merged at the end. This one was very much definitely like, nope, we really only care about case A. Case B was just there to hit some, it was there to hit some emotional beats. Like at the end, Margaret trusted Todd a little more and Todd had proved that he could be a little trustworthy. So like, but it wasn't an actual, here's, they weren't actually solving anything on that. It was just meant to kind of talk about themes and everything. Yeah, no solving of that at all. And did we discuss already that this show is really more like Monk than it is? You mentioned Monk, but you haven't really Uh, talked about why you, like, it, oh. But it's a great comp. I, yeah, I agree. It's, it's an absolute... It's a great comp. I mean, comp. It's, a, it's a duo comedy. Right, yeah, kind of a, a two-hander. Bit, a two-hander with, with other characters mm-hmm. in the office. So it's sort of an office comedy. Definitely a bit of an office bit. comedy, but it's definitely like there's your two main characters. They've got yeah. the relationship that they're going to have to work through. But it, and it's definitely like the cases. And they're going to get into hijinks. And it, honestly, like I looked at the director... 
of this episode, mm-hmm. Michael Spiller, he, his career, he started on after school specials. Awesome. <laughs> in the 90s. But he's directed Sex in the City, Scrubs, Ugly Betty, Better Off Ted, The Office, Better Mon- Off Ted. Modern Family, Jake in Progress, a ton. He was basically the director on the lead director on the Mindy Project. He's, oh, okay. He executive directed and directed like 30 of the episodes. So, you know, whatever that is, that head director mm-hmm. yeah. kind of thing. He he does a ton of comedy. So yeah. he was there to make this to make this have a that sparkle and have that kind of lighting, have that kind of music, have that yeah. Mm-hmm. Have that sparkle and lead that script. So I, I think that's where they're gonna go with this. And uh I think all of those reviewers can suck it up and watch some more <laughs> of the season. Suck it up. Because this is going to go a different direction. Um, I think, it's yeah. Not, I don't think it's going to be a drama at all. No. No, no, no. I mean, in the, in the same way that, like, Monk was. I, I really do think that's a great comp. Even better than Castle. Because, like, it was. It was funny. It was light. They were solving... There were some... I mean, murders happened. We've done it, but no. Yeah, and they're trying to s- prove... I mean... Monk was never trying to prove himself. He was getting into things, and other people were like, "I don't like Monk." Oh yeah, and no, no. But like in was, terms of, but in terms of tone and structure, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great thing. Um, uh, no, I'm actually well. I was going to draw a parallel again with Psych, even though it's not as goofy as Psych. Mm-hmm. He is always trying to prove himself. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, um, what's his character's name? No, I don't know. Anyway, he's always trying to prove himself. So I remember Gus. Yeah. So I just the, that feels like a parallel as well although okay. not although not that f- as funny as that not as goofy yeah it's not, defi- as, not puns no puns no nope. yeah there were no puns in this show this is definitely definitely a little more <laughs> a little more grounded in as much as you can be grounded with once again marcia gay harden in a bathrobe running i like i kept thinking like your mother cannot go. What did he want her to do? Oh, he wanted her to take, come with Get him and take steal a car, the car and take, and take it, it to, it to the, the police. police because it had all the evidence in it. Right. And I was like, she probably doesn't have underwear on. No, she cannot <laughs> go with you to the police. Well, also just like, maybe just call the police. Yes. Maybe just call the police yeah, and tell yeah. them that it's there. No, stealing the car is clear. But again, like th- this show, like... They are pushing the premise as far as they possibly can yeah. just to make it the most interesting thing they can, which I love. Yeah, I'm here for it. Exactly. I, I love that. Also, another thing, the head of the spa comes in and says to Margaret, Margaret, your your presence is requested at the front by the superior... Superior Captain General, General or whatever the, the ballet. Of the ballet. <laughs> superior Captain General of the ballet. <laughs> and she's like, what? Oh. oh. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> That's so great. And she doesn't get partner. She doesn't. She so. she get but she gets a little she gets she gets respect. Yeah. She gets some respect. You can tell she's on the way, even though she's not a partner right now. And that's one of the things that Todd does to kind of patch things over with her is that he like crosses out one name of the partner and like puts her name in it on the business card and she appreciates him. Yeah, she yeah. puts that in her desk. She takes the picture of her, her ex-husband, husband, which she can finally let go of. And, and turns it over and puts the card in the, in yeah. the drawer. So, okay, so interesting things about Marsha Gay Harden. By Please, the way, yes. do you know her background? I know or? her name. And I know she's hella, like, hella famous and done a ton of work, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah, so this is interesting about her because she, she's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. She was born in La Jolla. California. 
Her father was in the military, and so they relocated a lot. And then she first became interested in theater when her family was living in Greece. Okay. And so she went to plays in Athens. Wow. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. She began her college So she knows education. her Aristophanes. Yeah, I guess. But just like that whole... Like living in Europe, like it's a different sensibility when, yes, than growing up as a different. high school student and in, in thinking of American theater. <laughs> right, like right. You're, you're growing up doing your high it. school, doing your high school of production of Oklahoma, or like sitting in some like outdoor Grecian theater and watching like Oedipus Rex. Yeah, very different. Vibe. Or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe they have Broadway houses in Athens. They might. They might. But but, but yes, yeah, so a European sensibility ha- around theater very yeah, different. Very different. So she began her college career even at American universities in Europe. And then she transferred and went finished her degree in Texas. And then she went to NYU to get an MFA. Oh. And she became a New York actress. And she her breakout film was Miller's Crossing, the Coen Brothers mm-hmm. movie. And she also was played Ava Gardner in Sinatra, a television biopic that got people's, you know, eye in 1993. And she was part of the Broadway cast of Tony Kushner's Angels in America. Oh my God. Playing Harper, the I totally alienated saw wife of the closeted gay man. I yeah. absolutely saw yeah. her on stage. Oh yeah. She was iconic. I totally forgot that that was her. Oh wow. Totally amazing. And she got a Tony Award nomination for that. And But however, her big screen breakout yeah. was when she, in 2000, she was in Ed Harris's Pollock. And she played oh. Lee Krasner, the artist and long suffering suffering wife of Jackson Pollock. So great. Oh my God. She was oh, so I never good saw in that. It. That's yeah. fantastic. And it earned her an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Oh. And the same year, she was in the same year or like a year later, she was in a single season of a TV show. Because you know, here I always like the weird TV shows sure, that I'm yes. like, what the hell? How come that didn't go very, very far? What a fun premise. Okay. Single season of a TV show called The Education of Max Bixford about a history professor played by Richard Dreyfus, who teaches at a women's college where his daughter is a student. <laughs> she then got another Oscar nomination in 2003 for her supporting role in Clint Eastwood's Mystic River. Mm-hmm. And um, having earlier worked with Eastwood in the 2000s in Space Cowboy. And she has gone on to be in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy what? playing Dr. Grey. Yeah. This I, must be his mother? Maybe. I don't know this. I don't know the show. story I saw at all. You saw the parody in Las Vegas. Very familiar with the parody. <laughs> that was fun. I recommend. But yeah, I don't remember. But that was hilarious. Uh, and she's also currently in The Morning Show and lots of other stuff. But yeah, she is an iconic, iconic actress. She's been in tons and tons of things. I couldn't even mention it, but they, it's funny, in her about section mm-hmm. on IMDb, they reference that she's in tons of things with interesting people that get panned. <laughs> and I'm Aww. like, no, I hope this isn't one of them because this is really funny and this I feel like a, it could go for years. I would agree with you on that. I hope it does. Yeah. And do you know the lead actor, Jacob? I do not, but I keep, he keeps, I swear to God, he looks like an older Ted Mosby from How I Met yes, Your Mother. Yes. They are styling him so close to that, that literally yeah. he comes on and I'm just like, what? Well, no, okay, wrong show, wrong show. Anyway, so you and I saw this Broadway show, mm-hmm. but we were not of the age where we were like crazy fans of it. Okay. We were big fans of it, but there was, there's like a whole generation, a couple years below us who were like, 
mega fans okay. of Spring Awakening. Oh, gosh. So he played Georges in, okay. is that how you say it? In sure. Spring Awakening. He, yeah. he had been at NYU, he's new, from New York yeah. State. He went to NYU Tisch, took a leave of absence to join the original cast of Spring Awakening on Broadway. And he was in it for close to a year and then moved to LA to do TV and movies. He was in Pitch Perfect. So also another generation of, course, of people yes. that's just younger than us, but that yeah. are like fanatics about like him. So this show is con- is connecting with some people. I hope so. And then he was also in Wreck-It Ralph. He played Roy. He's also in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. He was in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. All the you know, things that you have to sing right, in, of yes, course. Right, yes, absolutely. He also was in House. He was in Glee. He was in Trolls, Halt and so Catch I'm, Fire, I'm Grey's Anatomy. I'm hearing that he's talented. That's he's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that he's talented. And ton of fun. <laughs> and then the sister is played by Madeline Wise, Her name is Allison. She is a New York regional theater actress. Her resume includes Curb Your Enthusiasm, Star Trek Picard, Evil. And this was a fantastic quote from her too. Somebody asked her like, what was your training or background or interest in theater? She says an influential moment for her was when she saw Patrick Page play Iago at the Shakespeare Festival in DC. She says, when I was 17, maybe, and my friend Kim invited me to a Coldplay concert, but I was like, no, thank you. I have tickets to see Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, we cannot not mention, which is to say we we will mention... Tristan J. Winger, who plays Lyle, the investigator, who's very anal. He is just coming off Insecure. He's been on that show, has a a recurring role. He's also on a show called Bigger. And Inga Schickelman? Schillingman. Schillingman. She plays the ex-girlfriend of Todd who is now officially engaged or affianced to somebody else, but she's still friendly with Todd. You and the, you and the French today, the penchant, I'm and now so the affianced. What is going so on? Annoying. Like- <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Are you trying to drop hints? No, Are you trying to tell me I need to take you what? places? Oh. Like- well, please do. <laughs> no, 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 Jacob. I'm much more upfront about that. It's time for us to go back to Paris. <laughs> what else do we got? Yeah, well, so, well, Inga... Who plays that ex-girlfriend? She was on Law and Order and Hawaii Five O, and we hope to see more of her. She is stunning, just totally beautiful. She must be a bottle of some sort. She's and a lot, of, and she's a lot of fun. Like she had two scenes in this. Yes, and she, and got, she did she, in the last show too. Yeah, and she doesn't get a whole lot to do except like kind of be that kind of like oh you kind of flirty yeah. with the thing. But she but, gets to really nail him because he, yeah. he says I got your dry cleaning and look they got it out. And then at the end she's like oh how nice. And at the end she looks at it and she says this is not mine. This is Susan Yang's. And he's like, oh, and it's a poncho. And so she, like, I I feel like we've seen actresses who are new or actors Mm -hmm. when they're new to screen and they have to sort of be this supporting person that they don't want to really nail somebody. Right. They don't don't really want to be spunky. They just want to be the nice, pretty person. Anodyne kind of just bland kind of thing. Yeah. But she really went for it. Okay. And she, she did listen to him and was sweet and anodyne. But then when this happened and she looked and she was like, this isn't mine. She really took it to She got to be punchy. Yeah. And Lyle, I, I really hope they do more with Lyle, too. I really hope they... Yes. Like, I like Lyle. I like their confrontation. And I like that he... Like, like Todd is constantly trying to, like, pull one over on Lyle. And Lyle is having none of it. One step yeah. ahead of him the whole time. So I really hope... But I really and hope they give him a little more 
to yes, do that. Yes, I agree. Although, I mean, the thing about Lyle is that you're like, oh no, he is. He's absolutely right. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Todd it. has to come in there with the billing code. You need the bi- at the law firm. You have to have the billing code, and you can't like he can't break the law just yeah. because. So no, I get it. I get it. I don't feel like he's being overly officious. No, no, no. Like he's not like that's that's exactly it. Like they're not like this is like they're not making him overly officious. They're not making like they're not. He's not a horrible person for doing this. He's in the right, and they're clear yeah. about that. But I just I, I want there to be a little more like a little more like Oscar Felix odd couple kind of yes. shenanigans happening. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great when he had all of his colored pens yes. set out like the 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 box of red and the vo- box of blue, and mm. then Todd picks up one when he won't when Todd doesn't get his way, and he picks up the red pen and he puts it down in the middle of the blue pens, and then walks out. I was like, that is great business. That's Thank a you. great again, great business, sparkly show, yeah. and I'm not just saying that because I almost got it right. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I'm reduced to. This is what I'm reduced to. I almost got something right, and I'm happy about that. This is like, I'm so sorry. I was about to quote the Cleveland shirt. I'm almost always almost right. I'm I'm almost always almost right, yes. Oh, dear. I I did not get it right either. No, no, neither was that. No, no, no. I'm just feeling bad because I was listening to a podcast this week. And on the podcast, they're like, you know, those procedural shows which are just made, they're so stupid. They're just made to make people like people and like people who are dumb feel smart. And I'm just (gasps) like, wait a minute. (laughs) You guessed it. Oh, mm -hmm. you know who's doing it right away. I'm just just like, but I was just like, am I, am I dumb? Maybe I am dumb. Oh, no. Maybe I'm just, yeah, I was, <laughs> they had a whole time with it. And I was just like, that's not fair. Yeah. I'm doing my that's best. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but I feel good. I feel good. I feel like I'm swinging. I feel like the next few, last few episodes of this season, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do even better. I may even win one. I'm going to put that out there. I may even win one before we're through. Okay, you you give it your best, Coakley. <laughs> I am. But I think we're through with this now. It is. We're so done. We're, we're on to the, the next one. On to the next one. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And now we want to hear from you. Tell us your guesses, your scores, your insider info, your favorite logic cop catches, and your suggestions for what shows we should watch next. Follow us and join the fun on Twitter at ClueDunnit. Or on Instagram and Facebook at ClueDunnit Podcast. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts to help get the word out. Because watching TV is always Always better better with with friends. friends. Okay, I so this stool just to take this even further. Sure, let's go down the I, down this rabbit hole. I don't know where they found this step stool that he is sitting on because it is like a double high step stool. Uh-huh. Usually, step stools have like a base uh-huh. that is wheelie. Sure, the like wheelie base. Wheelie, wheelie base, part. technical term. And then there are three foot feet that come down on that, and then. Like uh, legs, like yeah, yeah. pillars, mm-hmm. they come mm-hmm. down, 
and then there's the part where you put your feet. This is like so the most like riveting podcast. This stations. is like this is like better than S Town or like what was that first one that like got they they, they just they the the one where they did the true crime one where they just literally released the man because of uh serial serial yeah like we are we are getting into some hard hitting journalism here we are we are going to do a deep dive on step stools to find out everything you really need to know <laughs> well, like what's exhaustive that song from exhaustive research on stuff stools stools <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 